Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on Thursday, August 5th. The LA Galaxy getting ready to close down this transfer window um we'll see uh, exactly where the la galaxy fall with that they added to the player we're going to talk about yovalich here coming up in just a little bit we're going to get you through the la galaxy's one nothing win over rsl and why it was perhaps one of their better wins of the season we'll maybe explain how that works uh and we'll get you ready for the vancouver game coming up on sunday a little payback is in order for the la galaxy so a lot of stuff to get to a lot of things to get through and to help me do that she's back she's feeling better which we're so excited about it's sophie the canon nicolau <laughs> sophie how's it going i'm doing very well mr guessman how are you i am uh i am outstanding it is uh, have been a ridiculously busy day as both of us ha- can attest to um i got swamped at work like real work um, and then, uh, and then, you know, the transfer world went crazy with Messi. Um, I, should I shut everybody down right now and tell everybody that whatever we talk about tonight has no relation to Leo Messi at all? He's not coming. Um, so um, don't break hearts. I, you know, you, you've broken too many already, Josh. I, Just don't don't break any more hearts. I mean, oh, man. I mean, what what would you want to do? What would he? I'll go play for Phil Neville in Miami. Mm, mm, I don't no, think so. No, I'll go to the five star winning team in los angeles where the glitz and the glamour and all the gorgeousness is i mean it is it is a sexy destination let's be uh let's be very honest no um no no messy this time that's okay he he broke the internet today didn't he He, really oh man i mean the sports world came to a grinding stop today so yeah um that was interesting um but uh as we often say you know there is some good news it's transfer window closing very very soon all right. I just I just wanted to play my fancy <laughs> alarm. Does that work? <laughs> I love the fancy alarm. Tick tock, tick tock. How long is there left? Because by the way, your alarm is alarming. Yeah, it, it should. Yeah. It should. It is. It's like yeah. it's like water seeping into the into the submarine. You need to patch it up or you're all going to sink down and die. That's what that when I hear that sound, that's that's what I think of. I don't know about you. Um, picturing Sean Connery and um, Playing Alec Ball. Is it uh, yeah. Crimson Tide? Yes. Cri- right? No, not yes. Crimson Tide. That one is Hunt for Red October. Oh, 
That's Denzel Washington in Crimson Tide, oh, right? Great movie too. Both excellent, yeah. excellent. Except you do have to get over the fact that Sean Connery has, you know, this Scottish accent and he's playing a Russian. I mean, you listen. Have to- let me let me tell you something. <laughs> My name's Sean, and I'm not going to mess around here. I am I am defecting as a Russian, but I have a Scottish accent. Um, Sean Connery. No. Um, so Josh, you know, I looked after him on a film called The Rising Sun. It was very early in my career at Fox. And let me tell you something, walking down the street in London with Sean Connery by your side, let me just say. Sophie, why do we not, we need like a separate podcast where we just talk about the crazy, ridiculous situations that you've, you know, hey, so this one time uh, I was walking down the street with Sean Connery. Can I tell everybody though, that it's not like you like tell me these stories off the air. We have not discussed this and then you drop it to me as soon as we start doing this. It's not like you name drop. I see you all the time. You're not like, hey, remember that one time I walked down the street with Sean Connery? It's like, oh, it's like you reveal it as a secret. Uh, for for something I, do, I don't know it just I feel a little betrayed because I don't hear these stories and then I hear these and I'm like now I want to know all about Sean Connery walking down the yeah. street with you but we have soccer stuff to talk we about do, too we do oh. we do I'll save it for another show we'll do oh like you know Our next I actually watch Ghost with Sean Connery it's a whole thing I'll tell you all about it we're done here tonight folks <laughs> we're good we're good we're just gonna wrap it up I have some very important things to talk to Sophie about like when, when she watched uh, Ghost with Sean Connery that one time because ha- doesn't everybody have that story Sophie I mean really when you think about it oh my god I love okay. that you appreciate it it's awesome it's just I mean you know, I've known you for a long time. Um, we talk whenever we see each other at Galaxy mm-hmm. Games. We text all the time, too. You're, mm-hmm. you're one of the text people that we talk to. Um, and, like, you just never would hear these stories. And so I feel like I need to hang out with you and drink, drink, so that way I can hear all these stories. That's really what I feel like. The next live show needs to be you drinking in front of a microphone so we can start yes. hearing all these stories. So, Well, when I see you at the game this weekend, I have your gift, which involves drinking so i love that. you know love you'll that. be covered okay yeah. good all right yeah. we're, we're actually uh we're, we're actually good all right um everybody's like can you please start with the rumors first <laughs> absolutely not we will bury them in the middle of the show as we always do thank you very much all right um sophie we missed you at the yes. live show i'm glad that I you're missed here you guys listen the amount of dms i got and messages about the live show let me tell you uh firstly trader joe's david out of this world the fact that he he showed up and he you sent me a pic and he sent me a pic it was glorious it was what a moment so it great. finally happened so great right cutest dog in the world too by the way he has the cutest oh. dog just i want you to know you miss puppy snuggles too so you know. oh man but th- you had a great crowd i mean everyone was raving about it everyone is really truly recognizing more and more so the, the work the corner of the galaxy does and you guys smashed it and i just was so bummed i couldn't be there but I'm so happy everyone had a good time. It was such a great turnout. And you got some major players down there, too, which was awesome. You got the big cheese down there. He was there. He's currently working hard, by the way. I should tell you this. Um, Dennis DeCloso was at our live show. I'm telling you right now, and I know this for a fact. Dennis DeCloso arrived early this morning, and he, as we are recording right now, is still working away, getting closer and closer to that central time 12 a.m. deadline. So it is 8.09 p.m. on the West Coast, so we get to go all the way up to, what is it, Uh, not to 9, 10. 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. is whenever it is over here on the West Coast. So um, the transfer window will be closing. It'll be closing soon. And I'm just saying that if you thought the LA Galaxy were done whenever they were going after uh, Jovalich, which uh, got officially announced today, 
uh, that is not the case. So the LA Galaxy is still working on something, and we'll see if maybe they can uh, pull it off. We'll give you more updates on that as we go. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the RSL game a little bit. You and I were there. Uh, the Galaxy get a one nothing win. We talked to Greg Vanny. We talked to Jonathan Bond afterwards. Uh, Bond gets his third shutout. Uh, the LA Galaxy just two points off of the Western Conference lead behind Sporting Kansas City and Seattle at the midway point. Um, they reached their goal that they set, which was to be at 31 points roughly at this point at this point in the in the season. So 17 games played, 17 games to go. They wanted to be at 31, which means it puts them at 62 points, which would be like top two or three in the Western Conference. If if you go back and sort of look at where those have fallen in recent years, um, just before we even talk about RSL mm-hmm. and that game. Did you think the Galaxy would be here two points off the lead, having missed Chicharito for, what, seven or eight games now? Um, Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think... I thought they would still be there or thereabouts, but I didn't think they'd be in this position. Um, I I, I spoke on the show a little while ago. If he's not playing, where are the goals coming from? And they did struggle with that without him early on. But somehow, some way, this team which has been makeshift in some ways, has mm-hmm. figured it out. And it's kind of incredible. It shows you the strength of and mindset of the coach. I think you have to have a really good coach to be able to pull off those kinds of things. Um, losing players to uh, Copa, uh, sorry, to um, the Gold Cup. Right. Um, and, you know, Chicharito was on fire. He was the nucleus of the squad. He really was... Finally, the player that everyone believed he could be when he was signed and then to lose him in the fashion that they did at the time that they did when he was so on fire, Josh, was really hard. So I really commend the work of the players, the squad overall um, and Greg Vanny and his team for keeping them engaged because there've been a couple of really major horrible hiccups, right? Right. On the, on the road. But um, bouncing back is so important in football and and showing that you can overcome adversity is. And I I think and I firmly believe this team just has to get into the playoffs. Right. No one's going to want to face this team. And I know you're going to touch on it a little bit later in terms of the presser. But one of my points to Greg was like, it doesn't feel like you've even hit that major gear yet. And yes. I think I think it's uh, I think LA Galaxy fans should be stoked right now. Yeah, it, it feels that way, and certainly I think Greg Vanny thinks that. I think Jonathan Bond thought that as well. Um, yeah, there, he did. there hasn't been that. But here, here's this RSL game, right? So you still don't have Chicharito. Uh, you get Sebastian Lejet back. Jonathan Dos Santos, I believe, is down in Mexico City attending to uh, things with his family, which we would expect him to be doing after his father passed away. Um, you know, there was uh, Dennis certainly had talked at our live show about Jonathan Dos Santos coming right back. Um, and it seems that maybe perhaps the clearer heads have prevailed a little bit and they're giving Jonathan some room to go ahead and do that. That doesn't mean that I think he's going to be out for any prolonged period of time. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's back at training, you know, today, tomorrow, that type of thing, possibly for a a Sunday game as well. But I think he needed to go home and, and spend some time with his family, um, after, after of course his father passes away. So, um, you don't have Jonathan Dos Santos. You lose Ethan Zubak as well, who had been sort of starting in this striker position. So that way Cabral didn't have to play in the center. And Cabral has been, you know, troublesome in the center. I'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, but Ethan Zubak goes into the league's health and safety protocol. Um, that That is usually code word for COVID, um, at least right now. We don't, obviously we don't know that and they're not going to tell us that because, um, you know, them telling us 
about his health information would be a HIPAA violation. And it's not if like you get to talk to Ethan and he tells you about himself. It's not right. So it's one of those things. But anyway, um, he was not there and not right. available. And I think some people were perfectly fine with that. That's fine, too. Um, but so the LA Galaxy lined up, I, I would say, in a familiar uh, you know, sort of situation, but there's some key differences here. One, you get Cabral at the center of the formation again, which I think everybody sort of expected. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had some troubles there. We can talk about him a little bit. Uh, you get Grant Sur on the left. You get Efrain Alvarez, who comes back after playing roughly 90 total minutes for Mexico over the course of his time with the Mexican national team. And he plays in on that right wing. Sasha Kleshin plays into the center. You had uh, Ravelison and Saldana playing in the center. Uh, Viafania, Williams, Kulabale, and Araujo. Now, here's the big thing is, Sophie, this is the first time since the LA Galaxy have started playing this year that Derek Williams and Sega Kulabale got to start next to each other. This is the first time that pairing has been in play for the LA Galaxy, and we're halfway through the season. First time this has happened right now. Williams was out suspended, Sega got injured, you know, and they sort of offset each other, so they were missing each other on that. Um, So that was a big thing. I think Efrain Alvarez um, being included in this lineup, I thought was a little bit of a stretch. I was like, oh, okay, you want Efrain to play the wing, and I don't really think that's a great position for him. You know, what else do I know? What, you know, I get things wrong all the time. Um, But whenever you see him come back from Mexico, you're like, well, what, you know, is he going to prove something or was he, you know, getting lazy, uh, you know, at Mexico whenever he wasn't playing? You don't know what you're going to get with a lot of those guys when you don't get minutes and you're gone for a month um, and sort of how to come back in. And Good golly, he was absolutely, um, I think he was the best player on the night. And that should be, that, that's high praise for somebody who I usually um, say can't find the game. We were pretty hard on him a couple months ago, were we not? Do you remember that episode? Yeah, absolutely. And it was warranted. It was, it was. Yeah, because this, this is the Ephraim that we want to see and that, you know, we know is capable. And uh, sometimes he's a bit tepid. You know, he's a bit fearful. And I, I think because he's played, you know, when you're that young, Josh, think about it, right? Yes. And you, you you got Zlatan around you at one point. You know, then you've got Chicharito Hernandez around you. And you've got, it's it's intimidating somewhat. I don't care what anyone says. Some younger players handle it differently. Remember, we compared him a little bit to um, Juan and uh, Araujo. And some other younger players, too. And it just feels like his personality is a little bit different. But my goodness, if he can be this player, it's like having a new player on the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about the LA Galaxy start in this game, Sophie. And I would say that they started off slow. It was just it was this real sort of slow. But you know what it was? It was a midweek game in Major League Soccer. That's what that's how yes, that's, that's what that's 100%. what we saw, right? Yeah. That's um, what it felt like too. Yeah, and and so it was it was sort of this slow burn. It's let's not waste any more energy than we possibly need to and let's let's make sure we're so, defensive or uh, solid, solidly defensive, right? So everything is back. Let's make sure we keep low blocks. Let's make sure that we're, you know, sort of in a position to defend first and then take advantage of the chances we have. The only problem is that through the first 45 minutes for both RSL and the LA Galaxy, neither team could really get anything going and it looked, you know, very sort of start stop and start. The one guy 
who was opening up space with passes. The one guy who was sort of threading in balls in spaces that was eventually going to open up place was Efrain Alvarez. Uh, he switched the point of attack multiple times in the first half. He was sort of building into that. Greg Vanny even talked about him afterwards and said, you know, I thought Efrain was one of the few players who was playing up to the speed that I wanted to play. He goes, and that's great to see. That's what you want to see. Um, and so, you know, you can go through, we, we could actually spend time breaking down the first half because it's a, it's kind of interesting just in terms of how the Galaxy set themselves up, how they were very much more of a low block team, right? They're making sure that people aren't getting in behind. They're stopping any counterattacks. Um, it was, you know, between uh, uh, Ravellison and Saldana. I thought Saldana actually had a pretty good game too. He's, I thought it was his best game so far. So and, and he's prone to big mistakes. And I yes. think he limited that to maybe one little half mistake, you know, that type of thing. But I thought he was assertive. Um, he was able to turn out of pressure a lot. So I like seeing, again, we've seen the injuries and we've seen the absences and what it's done to this mm. team. And there were some growing pains during that road trip, certainly where you saw that maybe some of these guys were in a little over their head. That should pay dividends as we move forward down, right? Because these guys now have experience so yeah, but you know, what I loved about Jonathan's response in the presser last night was uh, because I I asked him the same question I asked the coach, but then added the caveat of the dressing room, you guys, you know, what's the vibe, the togetherness? And, it, you know, Jonathan's a very honest person. He's in his interviews, I think, a bit like Sebastian and also uh, Sasha. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he gives it to you straight. And you can tell, um, Josh, that this team has kind of gotten together and they're sticking together and they're not pointing fingers at each other and they're not blaming anyone. Um, and it feels like that's the difference with LA Galaxy in this era, in this time under this manager. They're a one unit. They win and lose together as a team. And kind of hearing him speak about the squad in that manner, I thought that was really a, a great thing too because that road trip was so rough. And the fact that they've all kind of stuck together and they've got this really good bond, I think is only going get, to get stronger as the season goes on. Yeah, Larry and I are laughing. It's a bond. The bond was oh. talking about bond, right? We were, we were saying that whole thing. Um, I thought at some point he's gonna have. Well, there's gonna have to be a bond campaign, right? With the down, 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 down. They need to do like they need to go like full James Bond with him. And I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting for. The, I know that there. I think there's some Bond girls t-shirts out there, but like I want the Bond girls for guys t-shirt whenever that comes out. I'm, uh, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm sure all in I'll, on this. Yeah, I, I'm I, I would wear one. I'm just going to. I mean, I'd have him in the tuxedo and the whole out the whole thing. But then when he turns to shoot, mm -hmm. he's wearing his gloves. Oh, wow. I think we're just writing content for the LA Galaxy right now. I mean, they should probably pop, they, they should pay us. Well, you're in with DTS now. I mean, you guys are besties. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is Dennis is a cool dude um, in terms of. I just like somebody says you know he's very Dutch, right? He's just very forthcoming. He's just like he's he's like he's like one. I said uh, I said well you know the Dutch are sort of. Um, are, are like the accountants of Europe, right? They're they're sort of like they're very straight. This is how many numbers we have. This is where we're at. This is this is it. It's there, there's no sugarcoating. He's not going to make you feel better about it, right? It's just like here's right, I'm going right. to lay it all out in front of you. And I think I feel like that's Dennis, um, and, and sort of how he does it. Um, but he just I think he loves the details, but he's afraid other people don't love the details. And, the, and you know at our live show he started talking about details, and everybody got like on the edge of their seat, and then he like pulled back <laughs> a little bit. Everybody's like, no no no, keep going, keep going, you know. And so um so no it's it's just it's fun because you look we have we talked to greg vanny who i think is a very straight shooter he tells us everything yeah. that you know we 
sort of I like him a lot. Yeah, you know the the whole stuff. So I feel like he's really honest. I think Dennis DeCloso is very honest um, with mm-hmm. stuff. I don't feel like I'm being my legs being pulled. I don't feel like people are trying to pull the wool over my eyes. I can listen and sort of say yes, that sounds like the truth at least the way that I can see it. Um, and then you have players. You have Sasha Kleshin. You have you know Jonathan Bond. You have Sebastian Lejet. You have these guys, and they're out and, there. And Chicha too. I mean, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, you have all these guys who are very honest, and I think that that has to be part of the culture that Greg Vanny's building. Is that we're not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Oh, hey, you had a good game. It's okay. It's like no, you played like crap, and you need to do better. And this is how we're going to do it. Watch, we're going to fix this. You know. Do you know what, Josh? I'm actually always really proud of the questions that are asked mostly in our post-game presses. Like, the, the, it's truly people who follow or have followed the squad for a very long time. And, and even some of the newer people that come in, you know, they, they, they kind of um, touch on that vibe. But I would say to any fan listening on this show, the majority of, of people that ha- have been covering this team for a while they don't sugarcoat it, you know? Right. And I and I appreciate the fact that the LA Galaxy PR team, but also the players, they're willing to embrace those questions. Right. Um, and and I think that's a really, really healthy thing. I really do. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, I, I agree. I think so. Um, and I think that, you know, it's funny, the Zoom calls, I think it's actually allowed the players to get to know us a little bit better because mm-hmm. I think we're doing it all the time. And I normally mm-hmm. can't be at the stadium, so it's a, it's a real plus for me. So right. in some ways, that's better than, than going. And then some ways, it's not. And, you know, we can argue about how that goes. Um, let me get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, Brian, Brian sent us a $5 super chat saying the LA Galaxy will definitely sign his six-year-old son, Sebastian. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see if that ends up happening. Thanks for the super chat. We'll uh, we'll send a note over to, to Dennis DeClosa about that. DTK is on the case. Uh, come, he, he will be at your door soon. Um, and then Six sent us a $10 super chat. Um, so we appreciate that as well. So, um, you know... Well, are we getting 10% or 15% for the kid that we're going to... Like, that we're going to sell off? Yeah, I think 15% yeah. for us. Okay, I mean, 15. We're yeah, doing a lot yeah. of the heavy lifting okay. here. We're connecting yeah, dots and all exactly. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Let's and and when we look at this, Greg Vanny said it whenever I asked him the question, and I, I agree. He goes, "We played good enough to win, and that's about it, right?" I mean, that was it. We played we played good enough to win, and that was the exact amount of effort that we put into it. This is why I think that's so important, Sophie. It's midweek. You're playing a team like RSL, who's a difficult team to beat. They always are, um, and. You, you don't have a full bench. You don't have a full roster. You have these things that are going to affect you throughout the rest of August, really, um, in a bunch of different ways. And you go out there and you're able to put in just... This reminds me of me in, in school. Just <laughs> the right amount of effort to pass. Right? Just enough effort. You know, not, not even one minute more did they put in the effort to do. But just amount. And I think that that's a skill that is learned in soccer and it's super, super important. I don't know how, how, what, how you think of that. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, this is why last night I said to, to, to Vanny, this is a professional win. And you said it at the top of the show. It felt like a midweek game. Let's just get out of here with a result. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be beautiful tonight. We don't have to play sexy football. We just have to get out with three points. And that's exactly what they did. And they soaked up that pressure towards the end because towards the end, I was a little bit worried. I'm thinking, okay, here they come. Real Salt Lake are piling on the pressure. Right. But they soaked it up really well. They were very mature. It was very professional. 
um, you continually see the emergence of um, Juan Araujo. I mean, he's he, Araujo is just a very special player, and he's becoming a leader. And you know, the pairing that you talked about first time. Look what that can mean right. uh, for the team. Look how protected and more protected Jonathan Bond is with those two uh, in front of him. A makeshift midfield right now because you don't even have really your starter starters. But I have to commend Sasha Kleisten has got a lot of mileage on that clock, on that football clock. And he has been through this process many times with different teams. And to have him and his experience in this time, especially when the starting 11 isn't the true starting 11, I think is really important. Yeah. And some people wrote Sasha off, you yes. know, for a while that he didn't, he couldn't, you know, and he's not going to play every game. He can't play every game. He's at that point in his, in his career. Everyone wants to see Cabral get a goal and I know you're going to get to him, but right. Grand Sir, I think is evolving. Um, you know, he really is truly kind of finding his feet in the team. And then when you see an Efrain who many of us have been frustrated with, you know, time and time again, actually this season feels like, is Vanny getting to him? Is he inside his head? Is right. the time with the Mexico team helping too right. with Tata Martino? It, there seems to be an evolution, Josh. Yes, yes. And and quite honestly, everything that Vanny does right now seems to be paying dividends like quickly, right? It's something, it's, mm -hmm. it's not something that we're sitting here like waiting to see. We're actually seeing it and, and we're almost seeing it in like real time um, as it goes. So, I mean, for me, I, I don't know what more, I mean, you know, you're 17 games through the, um, through the season, you have 17 games to go. Uh, the LA galaxy, as we said, are just two points off of first place. They have one of the top four offenses. Remember whenever Chicharito went down and everybody was like, yeah. who's going to score goals? They have one yeah, of the top. I was one of those yes, people. Absolutely. Me too. And you should have asked the question. Everybody should have, right? Um, the LA galaxy have continued to score during that. I know not always in every way that people want have one of the top four offenses in major league soccer. Now the defense is where they've been having problems. You put Sega, you put Williams back there. Vanny goes to th goes to a five man back line mm -hmm. deep in that deep in that game as well. Bring Steras on, you know. Um, I think that Vanny is definitely going to give Sega and Williams a chance to develop chemistry together, and I think that moves you know Dan Steras to the bench. However, if you're Dan Steras, you better be ready because he's going to be putting you in at the end of games that you're winning all the time, and he may oh, rotate oh, yeah. those guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in and starts a game with a three man back line in one of these games and says. We're going to try something different. We're going to throw a wrinkle into this and, and sort of bring the game to people. So I, he, I love he's, that. He's so smart, right? Because GBS was so stuck in his ways. Yes. It was very formulaic and it wasn't adaptable, you know, and it's not saying that he's not a good coach. He just wasn't adaptable. And in this league, you've got to have that chip. You've got to know. And I think it's more so not just only in this league, but with football, your opponent. And Vanny plays to the opponent. Yes. He doesn't try and put square. He's done it every now and again, and that's fine because I accept I accept that he's trying to discover part of what this team um, is about and who ticks with who, right? right? So I understand him putting some square pegs in round holes earlier on in the season. But as this season is evolving... I love how he adapts the team to the game, to the opponent versus here's my squad. Here's my tactics. Here's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, and that's a really, that's a really important trait to have as a manager, because you know, the difference to Josh is, is un, un difference to GBS. This team is bought into what Vanny's selling. hundred percent. 
hundred percent. Right. There's, there's no doubt you, you hear it when you talk to them, they, yep. s- they say all the same things they have. I mean, you know, and, and we talked about it. I think last time Larry was on the show, maybe it was even Monday, but they say play like brothers. Right. And that's like, if GBS says play like brothers and they're not bought in, that ends up being corny and stupid. Right. But when, right. The, but when you buy in, when you're like, yes, this is my family, this is, the, and we're fighting for, it. I mean, Jonathan Bond said, you know, he, he, he was talking about the point totally. He goes, it's ambitious. The, you know, the guys didn't really even know each other and they're trying, they're saying, you know, you're going to get like 62 points, like good, good for reaching for a goal. Vandy was saying that good for reaching for a goal, but at the same time. <laughs> It's like, oh, so, you know, it, it's right there. By the way, the chat room is asking us for an update on Chicharito um, in terms of things. I, I can tell you what we know from our last press conference, which was on Monday. Um, and basically, Vanny admitted that there was a setback with Chicharito and there was a setback to his injury. Um, and that basically they had to go in and just double check. They had to slow things down because there was putting some strain. There's some scar tissue apparently in this calf strain that he has. Mm. And that scar tissue was inflaming and it was causing problems. And basically, there was an, an, an edema, uh, right? Uh, so some fluid actually building up in in within the, the calf itself. And so they had to put pause on it. They had to say, stop. We have to take a step back. So that any and, and I asked him because, you know, we've been hearing, oh, he's close. He's close. He's close. But yet, you know, you go in and you're not there. You're not progressing to the next step the whole time. And so I was asking him, like, is this just is this just normal? Are, are we just going really slow or has there been a setback? And he's like, yeah, you could call it a setback. So there is something there. Um, you know, all the conspiracy theorists who are out there saying that he's really not injured, you know, you can go take a long walk off a short pier. Um, what? I, I, yeah. Oh, is the, that really oh, happening? Oh, my God. Well, you know, there's some home trouble there. We know that his wife filed for divorce. We know that, you know, all these things are happening. And so, you know, people want to sort of put it there. Listen, as somebody who has been divorced and then worked through that divorce in terms of I was working at a job trying to do stuff. Actually, I was still doing podcasts and everything, too. You guys never even noticed because, you know, I would not cry on air. Um, but, you know, trying to work through stuff. One of the most stressful times in my life, absolutely bar none. It was it, it mentally. I was shot. There was the mental health section portion it's, it's of, like of Josh. Death. Oh, it it's was like death. It was horrible. Right. Yeah. And so if yeah. he's going through that, that's one thing. But I'm telling you right now, he's injured. All right. And he oh, yeah. and, and I can guarantee he wants to get back on the, out on the field. I know people, but the guy's scoring, you know, goals by the buckets. He doesn't want to sit on the bench and not score goals by the buckets. So um, I really think that he's coming now. Having said all that, if you want me to read the tea leaves on when I think Chicharito's coming back, it's not this Sunday. Um, I don't feel like that's in the cards. So I don't think it's until the end of the month. You think it's all going to be all the way until August, so he would have missed basically all of July and all of August. I think. I think that you know what, just have him ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no reason to rush him. You know, the team is figuring out a way to win without him. Okay. Yes. So there's no reason to rush him because you rush him. You know, he's at he's of an age, and it's not that he's old, but he's of an age where, you know triggering something again can happen when you when you don't allow the time for the injury to really heal right. and the rehab to work right yep. so there's no reason to rush him right now there isn't especially with 
you know, the news from from today as right. well. Yeah, um, with with Jovalich in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and listen, that he's supposed to play in the All Star game um, coming up. And he's not going to play in that. I, I would hope he doesn't, just because who wants to play in the All Star game? I don't want anybody wow. to play in the All Star game. I'm always like, this is stupid and don't do it. Now, having said that, they had a video of him uh, with his family telling him that he was, was in cute. the All Star game. They had Julian Ra, who also made the All Star game. They had a video of him, and I got a little, you know, again chopping onions. The LA Galaxy have been chopping a lot of onions lately, making me making me tear up with all those onions um when you see that and just sort of the joy that it comes with this the all-star game means something to them and i understand that and i never want to like sort of uh hold that back from a player right i never want to not send a player to an all-star game because i think they're stupid um but at the same time i think but it's, it's recognition it's josh yeah, right yeah. in in your you know when you get employee of the month or you your salesperson of the month or whatever it is it's recognition at the end of the day everyone needs a little bit of recognition in their Absolutely. life for what they do and you know it's uh it's a uh, it's i agree with you i don't understand like i think the home run derby in um in ba- major league baseball is uh-huh. fun yeah that's fun that's fun. Yes. Um, but the skills thing in MLS, the NFL Hall of Fame, the game, I mean, it's just it's it's just a way to recognize players and also make a little extra money for the league and yeah. everyone. Yeah. You know, Brian asked a good question. Do you think that the LA Galaxy are better off without Chicharito? And I will say absolutely 100% no. Like, that doesn't even cross my mind. He is better. The LA Galaxy are a better team when he's on the field 100%. No question in my mind. Listen, he's going to come back at a time where once again, it's a cliche, but it's going to feel like having a new signing because yes. his absence, <sighs> yes. it, you, you feel his absence because he's that type of player. Well, and he's, you, and he's forcing Cabral into a position that's not his, right? So that right. center position, or he's forcing Ethan Zubak to start when Zubak, I love him. He's, he's not a starter. Um, right. And so, and it's yeah. not fair of Cabral either because I know he's getting a lot of stick right now and stuff like that. But the dude just needs a goal because his play is decent. It's getting better. That's you know? a, that's the thing. Let's talk about it though because this is super super important. And I really want to get this because I see people saying, "Oh, he needs to be benched." First of all, no, do no. not set him on the bench. That will ruin him. Let him play this out. He is getting more and more comfortable every single game. The game yeah. that he played against RSL was one of his best games. Movement-wise, um, he stayed on side. Thank you, God. Somebody who stayed on side. Um, he put himself in all the right positions. His run that Efrain hit him on in that sort of diagonal where the ball got caught That's up great. underneath his feet a little bit and he was trying to get it out to take the shot off and then the shot was, you know, it was a good save by McMath, but it was also like one of those again where you're like, dude, just place it in the corner. Like you're almost there. And, you know, none of that worries me. I see the progression. It's like Grand Sear, right? We, everybody, how many people wanted to get rid of Sam Grand Sear after like five games? And you're like, do you not see the progression that's happening here? Do you not see the steps that are happening? Um, yeah. Greg Vanny said he doesn't expect, you know, Kevin Cabral to come in and score 10 goals. That's not why they got him in terms of this year. This is a development project. They are yeah. going to work with him and they are hoping that Greg Vanny can add value to him. And then eventually in two or three years after Kevin Cabral tears Major League Soccer apart, they sell him and make a boatload of money and go find another development project. The, they w- Those two players are going to make LA Galaxy a lot of money one day. Mm. I truly, I truly believe it. Right. Um, it's it's great. And, and, and Grand Sur's may be evolving quicker. 
Yes. Um, he's old. Ca- he's older too, though. He's but, older, right? Yeah. But Cabral, right? You got you got to look at it from this perspective. I think also the difference I saw in RSL and the one thing that I've been complaining about with him, not complaining but pointing out, is right. his second touch. Yes. His first touch has always been very, very good. But it's what he does with the second and third touch that has been really disappointing. And I think that I thought that he had one of his best games as well. Right. Um, positionally, he's much more astute. He's becoming a little bit more cognizant and aware um, of his teammates and how to interact and and make his runs when he's supposed to, Josh. Right. And I just think that the only thing I once he scores a goal, he will get 10 goals. I mean, he's 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 that he has a goal. Remember, he has scored one. All right. He scored one, but what I'm yeah, he he needs that next one, and he needs well, to feel comfortable in doing it. In his position, those those wide players or the midfield, they need to get more goals. We've talked about this before, right? It's important that that happens. Um, but once he kind of gets on a roll, I think he will he will be um, you know I think he'll be the player that everyone wanted. Um, to see but I think it's unfair to jump on him right now Um, that's my well I mean it's not unfair listen I get people being upset that he's missed some sitters absolutely I mean he's also put some in the back of the net they just happen to be offside as somebody in the chat room pointed out Um, the other thing is I think the LA Galaxy are now like at goal number five and six that have been called back because of being offside um, and hey, you got the benefit of the doubt on uh, on Araujo, uh, not Araujo's, but uh, Alvarez's, Efrain Alvarez's goal, which I thought was a great give and go with uh, Sasha Kleshin. I thought the just the development of that in the second half was so, so good. Um, that's what you want to see from these guys. That's what you want to see developing. And again, you talk about Sasha Kleshin, a guy who's put a lot of miles on legs. Even this, even this year so far, he's put a lot of miles on those yeah. legs. And who was the guy who was in there playing give and goes with Efra? It was Sasha Kleshin. Yeah. Um, you know, captain. And he, he talked after the game, too, about how he felt it was um, Efren's best match. Oh, did he talked to Nikki, didn't he, on, he on did Spectrum? He to Nikki. I yeah. mean, we were waiting. I'm just he, saying, he, he Sasha. Was, he, he was in the shower, apparently. We, there's a whole bunch of fun news, actually, that came out. So <laughs> so um, I don't know if people, I, and it's not even like an official thing, but I do a lot of coordinating with the Galaxy on who who the gal, who the we want to talk to afterwards, right? And so I talk to the reporters, and usually it's like Damien, because he, you know, I always go to the big outlets. So if Kevin's there and Damien's there, they sort of get to choose who we play with, or who we talk to, and then I do my best to, to work with the Galaxy together. Him. And so I'm like, okay, we need Efra because game winning goal. Come on, that guy, that kid needs to talk, right? And the whole deal. And they're like, okay, no problem. And so they go, they go, and they're working on it. And uh, I got a message back, and they're like, so problem with Efra? And I'm like, what? What's what's the deal? Um, so he got braces put on uh, today, and they're really sore, and they're really hurting his teeth, and he doesn't want to talk. Like he can't talk to the media right now because his teeth are all hurting. And I start, I'm like, is this a prank? This feels like a prank. Like this, this can't be a reason that that happened. <laughs> Um, but I thought that I thought that was really funny. And then having had braces, I can tell you that that is like a type of ache and pain that you never want to. The first time you put braces on and your teeth feel all mushy because they're like being moved and stretched and all this stuff. A oh, horrible feeling. So the kid was playing. He scores the game winning goal. He, he goes, you know, he doesn't go 90 minutes, but he played most of that game. Uh, and he goes in there and he did it the whole time while his mouth was hurting. All right. So, I mean, come on. Give Efrain Alvarez a little, little round of Let's applause. Let's give him a break, too. Right? Let, yeah. We've been hard on him. So, and listen, you know, the teeth, once the, if the feet and the teeth, once those two things hurt, it, it's, it goes right to the head. 
Oh. I mean, it's it, it's you feel it everywhere. Oh, it's, you know? it's horrible. So. That's that's like one of the worst things that you can have. Um, just to give you some stats and some little things. Uh, if we look at the L.A. Galaxy's passing network, um, a little more jumbled than I think I would like. Uh, but you can see that Sasha Kleshin spent a lot of time uh, being in an advanced position. You see that uh, Kevin Cabral was a little bit underneath him sometimes. But I'll tell you, Cabral dropped deep a lot in this game. And I think that actually helped him. Normally, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but I think that actually helped him get in this game. I thought Cabral was more active than he has been in previous games. Uh, so I like seeing that. I thought Saldana was good. Uh, uh, Rav- Ravellison uh, was good. I keep every time. I have to think of the seven different ways we pronounced his name in order to say it correctly. Um, I was talking with Mike Araujo before the game and we were going over the different ways to say it. And he's like, no, 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 don't say it anymore. I have to go say it out there and I have to announce it. And I don't, how, how do we say it again? Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Sebastian Jet got some what, time. What is, what is it then? Ravellison. Ravellison. Is is, yeah, it's Ravellison. Yeah. Well, apparently yeah. a court. I don't know. I'm not yeah. going to, I mean, that's what he said to me whenever I asked him directly on a, on a call. So we're going with that for now. But he smiled when he did it. So I don't know if he's... I feel like I'm being pranked again. I think there's one giant... I'm being punked. I'm expecting Ash and Kutcher to pop out anytime. And it's like, no, it's revolution. You know? <laughs> so um, I don't I don't think that was good. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, you know, I, I think overall, we talk about a professional win. That's what you expect from the LA Galaxy. That's what you expect at home midweek. Get a win. Now that sets the LA Galaxy up, Sophie, to get nine points in eight days, right? This is the one week get nine points, which is what people were sort of looking at on the road. But when you're on the road, it's really tough to predict that you're going to get nine points on the road. Um, So uh, I think the Galaxy are in good spot. Again, two points off the Western Conference lead. Seattle Seattle drew. Sporting Kansas City smacked uh, LAFC across the mouth. Um, That was a beatdown, huh? It was. And you know what? I'm going to say something. Um, if you try to co-op, you know, um, Ted Lasso night, um, and you do it with, I think a coach who is very anti Ted Lasso, um, I think you deserve to get beat down in your own stadium four to one. I'm just going to say, if you, if you try to, if you try to ruin Ted Lasso for everybody, that's what you're going to get. So I, I think that's Ted Lasso karma coming around. Josh. Yes. Did you see the tweet from LA galaxy? (laughs) It was at, I tell you, if there's this, the greatest tweet of all time yeah. ever. Well, it was, I forget what they even, what they even put five out. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. It was, it was Ted Lasso, five stars. Oh yes. my God. Yes. I just thought, you know, um, and, and as you know, like on the odd, I, I do cover LAFC for talk sport or whenever they, they want me to and stuff like that. But I've got to say in terms of they're always cheeky, but that response, that tweet That's... this morning when I saw it, I was like, I just was like, <sighs> yep, absolutely. Um, so, but that, that's, that really, I mean, you know, some people were saying, Hey, the best result for that game is a draw. Um, I think the best result for that game is exactly what happened. Sporting Kansas city moved up into first place. Uh, they're tied with Seattle, but above them right now, the LA galaxy move into that third place spot, just two play two points back. Um, when we look at really what that means for the standings and sort of how the LA Galaxy are placed, 1.82 points per game. Colorado just behind by four points. The LA Galaxy did a good job of separating there. Um, Vancouver did not play um, this this midweek, so they're actually coming in on Sunday rested, but the LA Galaxy have a lot of rest in between the Wednesday and the Sunday, too. I don't think Greg Vanny um, is too uh, is too worried about that either. So um, just in terms of the standings and where it sits right now, the LA Galaxy did a really good job. Another three points coming up on Sunday is pretty much a must as far as it looks in terms of keeping pace. Uh, the LA Galaxy have the are, are tied for the most wins in Major League Soccer with 10. Um, the LA Galaxy have the most home wins. Uh, there's rules, Sophie. We wow. know we know about these rules. The rule is you don't lose your home games. 
You win yeah. your home games, right? And you do, and you try to get points on the road. That, that's that. If you can make that your your formula, you can have a good team. LA Galaxy seven two and zero at home right now. Three four and one on the road. Those three wins on the road are really good too. I know it's not tops in terms of Kansas City has five wins away. I think uh, New England has some stupid like five games. Uh, yeah, they've won five games on the road as well. So those top top upper teams and New England at thirty seven points right now, running through I think a little bit weaker Western Conference. Um, Bruce Arena has them purring and they're six one and one at home. Um, so yeah, just some, just some little things here and there that you see from the LA galaxy. But as far as I'm concerned, Sophie, right now, if you're looking at this LA galaxy team, you're looking at how they're started. You look at how they played RSL and a whole bunch of other things, right? Um, there's some good Whoa, things. What's this chart about? Well, I love this. This, this chart is point here? points through 17 games for every single mm-hmm. LA galaxy season. So you can compare this to every previous LA galaxy season. Um, and so what we have right now at 31 Whoa. points in 2021, they were equal with the 2019 team. So remember that that team did not finish well, Sophie. So we know that you sort of have to be on guard from that, right? That's something we're going to have to watch as you continue to go on. But as we look at it, uh, 1996 had a better season through 17 games. 1998 had a better season through 17 games so far. Uh, you have 2010 that had 39 points. This is, we'll go modern era. So 2010 had 39 points. So they were eight points better than the LA Galaxy are right now through 17 games. That was a very good uh, year. 2011, a team that ended up winning the Supporters Shield and MLS Cup. Um, they had 31 points through 17 games, the exact same amount as the LA Galaxy have right now. So technically speaking, right now, since 2010, this is the second best start through 17 games for the LA Galaxy. Um, so yeah, that's 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 sort of where we're looking at that. And by the way, uh, somebody uh, and six in the chat room says, uh, you know, look at the goal differential though. Yes, plus one. The LA Galaxy defense is the place that needs to be shored up more than anything else. But a shutout on Wednesday night was a step in the right direction there. But also, if you're collecting three points or you're winning, I know the goal differential is important and stuff like that. But wins, wins count, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm, that's that. That's a pretty impressive chart. Once again, Josh, just saying, I love your charts. You know me and your charts. Salute. No, I, um, I think but, I think it sounds better whenever you say uh, that you love my charts with an English accent than it does whenever Larry says <laughs> like I love your charts with just his boring old American accent. I just like to point that out. I love your charts. Yes. So, um, so much better. But but that's a really fascinating stat as yeah. well. Considering, think about the team and the talent in that 2011 squad. Yes. Compared to this one. And this one hasn't really... They have not clicked. Do you think Greg Vanny at any point so far this season has played his best 11? No. No, we haven't seen it. And no. I don't think they've played, you know, their best game yet. I don't think that game has existed. I think the Sporting Kansas City game, a game that they lost at home, was actually one of their better games that they played. Um, and, you know, I also think the LA Galaxy have been running through sort of the bottom of the Western Conference so far and that there are mm-hmm. tougher games ahead. But every time they come up against somebody who's close to them, relatively speaking, I haven't felt like they've been outmatched by anybody. I think Seattle was Only better. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle was better than them. I think Sporting Kansas City ended up being better than them that night. But right. I think overall on the balance of that, perhaps the LA Galaxy had a, had a good team there. Um, you know, I, I, w- I can't wait to see them play again. And that's going to be down the stretch uh, against Sporting Kansas City. I think it's like in October or something like that. Last time I looked. Um, so that'll be an, an interesting one to sort of look at. But um, 
you know, it, it's one of those, it, it's one of these things. The defense needs to get better. Everybody knows that. Everybody's focused on that. These shutouts need to be more of a thing. Jonathan Bond deserves that to be more of a thing. Um, and I think, you know, people started getting on him a little bit during the losing streak. And I'm like, you know, if you let people take 1 million shots, they're going to put balls in the back of the net. And most of the time, I haven't been able to really uh, blame Jonathan Bond for any of that stuff. So it was good. In the RSL game, he come, came up with some big saves. He made some big saves. And you're like, he's going to earn this shutout just as much as everybody else is going to earn it. So Listen, a goalkeeper is only as good as the people in front of him as well, you guys. I mean, it's like hockey. You know, eventually a, a hockey goalie is going to let in two, three goals. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just uh, it's the nature of the beast. So I, I think in his first season, again, like, I understand people being upset, you know, or having opinions about Cabral and some people, you know, early on about Grand Sir and but I, I just think, you know, just take a deep breath. I've learned this as an Arsenal fan and it's very <laughs> difficult to take a deep breath, but it's important, um, I think. Yeah, this is um this this is, you know, again, you can compare this team to twenty nineteen and they have the same amount of points through seventeen games as twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen mm-hmm. had Zlatan Ibrahimovic, right? Um twenty nineteen had um, you know, a, a fairly good team that ended up making it to the playoffs, right? Um, but at the same time, you never felt like they were as good as this team is now, and this team has not played their best eleven yet. And that team was so reliant on Zlatan's yeah. goals. Yeah. That was the problem. Absolutely. And this team is figuring out how not to be reliant on Chicha's goals. Yes. Which is very important. So good. Whenever he comes back, I'm telling you, the LA Galaxy have something. Well, and, you know, maybe he doesn't need to come back as fast as everybody thinks with the LA Galaxy making a signing. Now, this is something that we have been talking to everybody about for, I think, a couple weeks um, in terms of going after. And I, we're, I believe what how we're pronouncing his name is Dion or Dion. No, Dion. I'm going to say Dion. The, the J is a Y. All right. Just remember that the J's are Y's. So it's Dion uh, Jovalich. Jovalich. I think so can we call it can we just call him DY? DY yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean I well, I mean, I guess. No, it would be like DJ, right? You could call him DJ. I was gonna say DJ, but when you said the J's, the J's are wise, yeah, I know. You know um, yeah. Then, have you done a was there a flight tracker for this one? I may have missed it. Uh, not, yeah. So it. so it leaked basically. I, I think the I think the Galaxy front office leaked the actual flight that was coming in. So he landed at like five on Tuesday. Now he does not have his P one visa. Is, yeah, I don't I'm sure he'll get his ITC, the international transfer certificate. Uh, I've been talking with people within the organization and they are confident that this uh, visa wait will not be as long as the other ones. I think what they're doing now that the borders are open a little bit more is I think they're going to have him like go to Mexico or go to Canada and do that whole thing where you go outside the country for a second and then you get your visa and you jump back inside the country, um, that type of thing. And so I think that's what they're going for. I don't think he is going to, um, I don't think you're going to find him, uh, um, playing Sunday. That's that seems too soon. So we're looking at next week after that. So not Sunday, but ne- but the next week, hopefully he'll be in training. But he was uh, with the L.A. Galaxy They you know, they got to do the whole uh, put his put his uh, kid on. Uh, he's number ninety nine, by the way, Sophie, number ninety nine. Is pro- that because p- please don't tell me it's the year he was born. No, it, it probably wasn't because of the year he was born. It's probably because he wanted number nine because he's a striker and Kevin Cabral has number nine. So that's what I'm I'm guessing is is the reason that he has 99 because Cabral already did, which still means, by the way, the LA Galaxy have the number 10 shirt open, right? The number 10 shirt is not being utilized right now. They're saving that for Messi. Is that? Yeah, I'm sure. 
<laughs> Come on, get in. Yovalich uh, is uh, is is an really interesting. Uh, apparently, can play with both feet. Um, he has scored a lot of goals in the other Bundesliga, the Austrian Bundesliga. He had twenty goals. Uh, he was on loan from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, the reports are that it was like a four point one or four point five million dollar transfer fee, which actually puts him in like the top five of transfer fees of all time for the LA Galaxy, above I think Robbie Keane even, which is kind of funny to to think about. Um, he's a U22 player, which is a huge deal for the uh, for the LA Galaxy. They were able to go ahead and sign three U22 players because Kevin Cabral is a young designated player as well. So you're getting, uh, you know, you get Cabral in there and then you get uh, Jovalich, you get Julian Araujo and you get Efrain Alvarez all as U22 players, which means their cap hits are like number, uh, are like $200,000, right around $200,000, uh, which is way less. And they spent like $4.5 million on a transfer fee, which normally would make you like a TAM or a designated player, right? So, and, and that's not the case. Four and a half year contract for him. Uh, so I think he's with the team through the 2025 season. This is a guy who they, they, uh, they very much wanted. They went out and got. Um, and now we have seen uh, that he seems pretty stoked on being in Major League Soccer. Uh, Kevin Baxter got to talk to him. If you read, go to the LA Times, you can get some of the different quotes uh, that they got out of that. But I think this is they, the LA Galaxy have known. And I had talked to people within the organization starting at the beginning of this year. They knew they needed a backup striker. They were just trying to find the guy that they wanted. This is the guy that they wanted um, at one time was on the top 40 short list for the best young European player. Uh, so basically, uh, I forget what it's like the Golden Boy Award, I think is what it's called. Um, and you have to be under 21 years old. And he was in that top 40 list as one of those players. So um, we'll see. I, he seems really excited. It's not like Kevin sort of asked him, like, hey, do you want to eventually like go somewhere else or using MLS to be a springboard? And he was like, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. That's not exactly what he said, but he was like, slow your roll. Um, I want to be with the LA Galaxy right now, and that's why I'm here. Um, and so he's saying all the right things. 21 years old, going to be 22 here pretty soon. Uh, but Jovalich, uh should be, I think everybody's going to be really like him. He seems like he is one of these laser-focused guys who just wants to score goals. So give me a know, chance. Do you know what he smacks of? What? Cult hero. Oh, man. I, he, I don't know what it is. There's something about him, his vibe, his look, his feel. I mean, the way he's built, uh, that neck, by the way, is all about business. He, that's he, going to be a header of the ball. I don't know if that's one of his best attributes. I'm not going to lie. I've heard of him. I've seen Fabrizio Romano talk about him. Wait, but excuse, I, me, excuse me, who? Fabrizio Fa Romano. Fabrizio. Fabrizio yes, Romano. Uh, yes, yes. Um, but he has cult hero written all over him. I just, There's something about this signing that I am, I don't know why I'm so excited about it. Right. But I think that he could be a rock star in this league. Yeah. Um, it certainly feels that way. Um, and I just think, I, you know, everybody's like, well, is he going to start? He's going to, I mean, I think Greg Van. Why wouldn't he? Well, because, you know, if, so let's say everybody's healthy. Let's, let's play that mythical game for a second. Everybody's healthy. So you have two strikers. You can play with two strikers up top. Who's going to sit? Well, can he play? Does he have, I don't know. Okay. So I'm, I, as I said, I'm always honest when I don't know too much. Can right. he play left or right? Is he? He's, he's more he, of a nine. He's more of a striker guy. So, so I mean, I think yeah. you could play him with chicha for sure i think you could play two up front right but again it shifts things i think this is greg vanny 
getting as much option as he can out of all the players that he has. He has so many things he can do for. He can bring them in in the second half. He can shift people around. Wait till you see Mm -hmm. the Swiss army knife that Greg Vanny pulls out of his very tight pants on the sideline. All right. And tries to he's going to open it up and be like, which of these seven players can play in 13 different positions in four different formations? Um, Also, I know we shouldn't be thinking of sell on factor, but again, Grand Sir, um, Cabral, and this guy. Jovalich, yeah, absolutely. They you did know, it. Yep. All future, you know, they've got f- the future potential because of, you know, the scouting and the reports about them and the talent that they have and stuff like that. But let's see, because again, Chicharito injury prone. Yeah. So he's going to get his chances. There's no doubt about that. Um, Christian- and you mentioned Robbie Keane. Yeah. If he could have half the career at LA Galaxy that right. Robbie Keane had. Right. But uh, uh, Bam Dads in the in the chat room, you know, throughout the formation of three five two, right? You could play a three five two, absolutely. You could play mm-hmm. a three five two. Um, it pulls in somebody like you have to sort of figure out what you're going to do with Julian Araujo and how you're going to sort of play him. Is he a winger? Is he a defender? Is it four? Is it a four four two? Whenever you guys are defending, does it shift up and do you know that three four three five two? There's a whole bunch of little like things that you could do in that. Uh, Christian Miles was doing some research on on Yovelich and apparently. Uh, I love Christian. Christian's great. Um, Christian's going to be on this show a little bit more too. So you, everybody can awesome. put that in your pocket as well. Um, the, uh, he was doing some research and apparently Jovalich, uh, was is a very, very big chess player. Like at one point he had a coach who was teaching him how to play chess. Like that's how much of a chess player he is. Oh my God. You know what I love about that? What? Fo- focus. Focus. Mm-hmm. And concentration. Yes. Yes. If you're serious about chess and you're actually getting a coach to coach you in that, mm-hmm. think about how his brain works. Oh, I'm t- I'm t- oh, I don't want to wait. Stop, 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 because it's too stop much. Stop me. It's, stop you. It's it's too much. We don't want to do it. You know, we don't want to go too much. Uh oh. Uh, what's that I hear? Is that the transfer? Is that the transfer rumor? Okay, well, we have an update here. Transfer rumor update. That was fun too. I like doing the like kitschy stuff. This is a good time. Um, <laughs> We have an update as well. Uh, Greg Vanny in a, uh, I don't know if it was a post game or whether it was one of our pregame media things, whatever. Uh, they talked about the capacity and Greg was very clear on this, the, capra- the capacity to bring in two more players. Um, and so um, everybody was sort of saying, okay, you know, it, it looks like they're only going to bring in one. And actually it was my assumption this afternoon that the LA Galaxy were done after Yovelich. They're going to bring them in, call it a day. Call it a day. Um, and the transfer window would be open. Uh, still one hour to go here on the Western Conference as we're recording. It's about nine, um, and that transfer window stays open until um, ten o'clock our time here on the West Coast. Um, excuse Josh, me, Josh. It seems like they have a win now mentality. I like mean, let's let's but, go but, for it now. But they're building for the future as well, knowing that they might be able to win now. Like you can win now, and then they want to win next year. And then when the year after that, like, you know, it's like this is a team and Greg Vanny talked about it in Toronto. This his teams. It takes a while to understand what you need to do, right? How you need to play in the formations and all these different things. And so you need to pay attention to that whenever they're building these things is not only, you know, he's doing stuff now. And then as this team understands the way he wants to play even more and he's going to have to replace pieces, right? Victor Vasquez, mm-hmm. Sasha Kleshner are not going to be around here forever. So there's no. going to be play, pieces you're going to have to rotate and replace. But as he does this. He's expecting his team to get more and more tactically savvy, right, in the whole deal. So totally. we know that the LA Galaxy, as we speak right now, are still attempting to bring in one more player. All right. Now, earlier today, there was, seemed to be some doubt that the they could get it done in time before the transfer window closed. 
I will say that that doubt has turned to optimism here. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if something gets done tonight before that happens. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to hear about it tonight. We're, we're live on a Thursday night. If you're going to hear something, it's going to happen on Friday morning. But as of right now, I, I would expect that when you wake up Friday morning and, you know, but see, when do the press releases always come out? Like anywhere between 830 and like, you know, noon, usually, even though it's a Friday um, after a transfer window, that usually breaks the Friday rule, which is you can still announce stuff because people ever we're all sitting here waiting, you know, to, to see what happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if there is an announcement tomorrow. Um, it's not it's not. But. Don't make folks think that it's messy. Yeah, it's, it's not. not. No, no, no. I, I mean, I don't okay. think they're going out. I don't think this is going to be a big name. I don't think this is anything that's, you know, crazy um, as it is. Uh, I've heard rumors of of sort of where this might be going, and I'm just going to leave it at that for now. I, I know some things, and so I will say um, if things happen and if things go well, and as I told you when we started this, Dennis Aclosa, Working overtime today on the end of the transfer day, as you would he's expect. He's earning his crust. He's he, earning his crust. He's doing he's doing his stuff, right? Um, you he, know what he's doing? He's building a team yeah. to challenge. Listen, yeah. I'm telling you right now, bank it. MLS yeah. Cup final will be Bruce Arena versus LA Galaxy. Well, and let's not remember the other rumors that are out there that sort of started to float out, and it was uh, Soccer by Ives. It was Ives who, who reported it. So, I mean, this is real, is that there are multiple teams interested in Sebastian Legette as well. Um, you get him playing for the U.S. men's national team. What's happening with that, though? Would you would that bum you out? <sighs> yes and no. Um, I think he's super important to the LA Galaxy. So I think the dirty work that he does, and even against the RS, RSL, the stuff that he did is super important. And so for that reason, I would like to see him stay. Plus, if you get rid of him, it better be a lot of money because it's going to cost a lot of money to replace him with any sort of, you know, re- quote-unquote replacement. Um, so... That's that's sort of where I wouldn't where be. We're at. I wouldn't be doing that deal. I wouldn't be letting him go right now. Okay. I, I really. The the chat room, by the way, is asking me to give them a hint about what what is going on over here. Um, and I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Um, uh, here's here's I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna let, let's go over the roster just real quick and look at the ages of people that are sort of playing. So we, Sasha Kleshin, Victor Vasquez, those are two guys who are gonna age out. So if you wanted to get more backup in a position that's there, and then Jonathan Dos Santos as well, that might be a place that you would look to do. Um, the other place that I think the only other place that I think the LA Galaxy could be thin. Um, would be, uh, well, one is a right back, right? Because if you end up selling Julian Araujo, then you're, you have O'Neill Fisher. I think O'Neill Fisher is great. I think he's a great backup, but I don't know that he's a starter. So that would be a position that maybe you might want to back up if you were adding one more piece. And if you're, if you're also looking at that back line, which I think has been rather solid, I think you also have to look at the left back position because you have Jorge Villafania, you have Danilo Acosta. I like both of them. I think Jorge is great. There's a ton of miles on his legs so far this year, and you're going to need Danilo to play. And so if if you trust that Danilo Acosta is the answer, then you're fine. And if you don't trust that, then there's a left back. Then you might need to look at like a left back replacement as well. So those are the things that, you know, you should look at. So midfield, uh, right back and left back. But you're not saying a deal for Sabre could happen in this window, are you? Like in terms of uh, somebody like, going leaving or somebody like coming now, in, like yeah, tonight, like right now. Yeah. Yes, I think it'll. I think if it happens, it happens tonight. Um, I think the LA Galaxy said that they had capacity for two, and they brought they have one, so they still have another one, and I know they're working on it. 
um, right no, now. No, but you're not talking about Legit going. No, in this I don't. Window. No, I don't think Legit is going. And I don't right, think right, Araujo is right. going. I think that's that's those ships have. Well, sailed. no, Araujo is going to go to Arsenal. I mean, we we have that agreement. We have don't that, we? that handshake agreement. I forgot. Gonna, like, next time you speak to Dennis, you're going to have to like put in a word for me. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. Uh, except that nobody, um, we all voted on COG, and nobody wanted to do that to Julian Araujo is make him play for Arsenal. So that was that was the other thing. Come we on, love you. We're, com we're coming back. We're coming back. <laughs> It's, it's here we go. Here we go. You know, um, yeah, that's that's sort of where we're at. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, just a real quick sort of look ahead to Sunday because uh, it's the Vancouver Whitecaps. Everybody knows that the last time the LA Galaxy played Vancouver in Salt Lake, um, they're now playing up at their home now in Vancouver again. So that has all happened. Um, but uh, this time it's at Dignity Health Sports Park. That game coming up on Sunday, August 8th. It's a 5 p.m. kickoff. Actually, it's a 5.08 p.m. kickoff. Exactly. Games on Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, and I believe Spectrum Deportes. So if you're looking for that game, actually, it's usually on Spectrum now. And then they do an SAP function if you want it in Espanol. So um, you can look for that. Dignity Health Sports Park, 5 p.m. on Sunday. Should be a good, fun kickoff time. I like 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's not horrible. Um, I actually get home in a reasonable time. I, you know, my wife is not happy because of course, you know, Jake doesn't go to bed till like seven and then I have to be there two hours beforehand. So I'm going to be gone. Uh, needless to say, I'll be doing a lot of chores later, um, on Monday and Tuesday to make up for all that <laughs> stuff. So, um, I'm sure everybody was really worried about all of those things, right? Yeah. So, no, yeah. No, very, no. very. Um, LA Galaxy, whenever you look at the head to head with Vancouver, and do not trust these numbers at all. Why? Because they came from the MLS website, and the MLS website is generally trash. Uh, 14 LA Galaxy wins to nine Vancouver wins, six draws in between. We know the LA Galaxy just lost to Vancouver on July 17th. Um, but previous to that, they had beat them on, uh, let's see, June 23rd. That was the game, um, that was in quote unquote Vancouver. Um, and that was the one where Efrain Alvarez scored that late, uh, go ahead goal, um, from the edge of the box. So that one was there. And then previous to that in 2020, Vancouver actually kicked the LA Galaxy's butt. So I don't, it looks like if I'm looking at this, the last three games, they've all been away. Uh, against Vancouver. And so now the LA Galaxy will actually host the Vancouver Whitecaps. Who, Sophie, where do they sit in the Western Conference? Dead last. Dead. I put, clicked the wrong button. It was going to be so much fun. I was going to bring up the Western <laughs> Conference. There it is. Dead last in the Western Conference over there um, on the, uh, uh, the 13th place. Uh, they have a total of 16 games played. They have 15 points. So they're averaging 0.94 points per game. They have just three wins on the season. Um, one of those was against the LA Galaxy, um, as we will remember not too long ago. They have a goal differential of minus nine. And on the road so far this year, Sophie, they are 0-4-4. So they are winless on the road. There are no excuses when it comes to this game, Josh. Yeah. There, none. This, is, this, can't, this can't be one of those, oh, it's a banana skin game. No, it's not a banana skin game. It's a game you have to win. Yeah. Period. Yeah. No, that's I, all I, honestly, that's all I have to say about this game. It's must win. That is it. I mean, listen, I will, of course, put the caveat out that it is not must win because there's no reason that they have to win this game. However, if you're looking at this, it's a must win game. They have to get three points out of it. It's a bad team. They're coming into your house. You don't lose points at home. Right. Greg Vanny knows this and the LA Galaxy need this streak right because after this it gets just a little bit shakier in terms of like the schedule and where things are happening and there's a lot of games in August and while a lot of those the majority of them are at home um, you know going to Minnesota and having to play there is not something that you necessarily want to do and that ends up being a tough game so this is an important game you get the nine points get 
the win over um, Portland, you get the win over RSL, and you get the win over Vancouver, and now you can go and do the other things that you need to do without worrying that you just got nine points. 100%. You know, when you said it's not a must-win, but it is you get the three points, it is a must-win because of all all of those reasons. As the season progresses, there's going to be tougher games. You don't know about injuries. These are the games you have to win if you want to be in the playoffs. And if you want to have a go, I'm not saying that LA Galaxy will win the Supporters' Shield, but if you want to win the Western Conference or be up there, you've got to win this game. It would be, I think, I'm not saying it's a disaster to lose this game, but it's the type of game if you lose, you take 10 steps back when you've taken 10 steps forward. And that's the part of it. Like, they're on this trajectory. They're coming together you know, they're on this streak, like make it happen, win this, bag the three points. And, you know, there's going to be tougher games coming down the road. So it's so important. It, it absolutely is. Uh, when you look at the LA Galaxy and their schedule, remember we told you August was a favorable, um, you know, thing for them. This is a favorable month for them. They have, you know, the, they, they played RSL at home. Uh, you know, they played Vancouver at home. Then they're going to go on the road to Minnesota, which will be a difficult game. Then they're going to come home and they're going to host Colorado. Colorado's sitting just below the LA Galaxy, right? So that's going to be a difficult game. You play against San Jose, who just got a striker from Portland. Um, so that might be a difficult game. Then there's the All-Star game. Then there's you go to L, at LAFC at Bank of California Stadium to play LAFC. See? So if you can win all your home games and from here on out, and they already have three points from RSL, so there's an additional nine points at home coming this year, including three points on Sunday against Vancouver. If you can get nine more points out of that, right, that's a huge, huge advantage for you. You win your home games, and this is absolutely one of those things where you win your home games. By the way, there's there's people still obsessed with Cabral over here, and I'd say turn the turn the page. <laughs> All right, turn turn the page, hundred percent. Turn the don't page. Don't worry about Cabral. He'll be just fine. Yeah, just fine. I'm not worried about him. I would like to I'm see him. Not gonna go hard on him yet. Not yet. He gets he gets a chance. I mean, we've watched Efrain Alvarez struggle to play at a major league soccer level for years. All right, so I mean that you're you're in that same. He's got a five year contract. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, he, he, I'm, I'm not worried. In fact, if you want to tell you, if you want to know who I rate to score against Vancouver, it would be Cabral. Cabral is going to score goals against, uh, against Vancouver. And I don't expect Chicharito back. I don't think Victor Vasquez is going to be back. So you're going to look at a similar lineup that you had. Possibly Jonathan Dos Santos returns, um, and can play some minutes off the bench. Possibly that's not even confirmed yet. So I think we have a presser on Friday. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow? I think we have a call tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be a call that we can certainly do. So, all right. Um, anything else that you want to get to? I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. It's nine ten. Yes. We we it's have... nine ten. We smashed it. We've gone an hour. We've given ten minutes of added time this evening, for free. ladies and gentlemen. Free podcast. I mean, FOC. Yeah. FOC. Free yeah. of charge. And 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 I still before we leave, I would just want to one more time. Just fifty more minutes until the transfer window officially closes. Uh, but if I was you, I would wake up on Friday in your LA Galaxy pajamas uh, with your LA Galaxy <laughs> scarf around, uh, and absolutely one hundred percent, I would come in there. Um, my socks. I'll wake up in my LA Galaxy socks. Yeah, and and Panda Legacy, by the way, says, "Fine, Josh, I'll turn the page on Cabral for now." Greetings from Guadalajara. We appreciate the super chat. Thank you very much uh, for that, and greetings to you straight back. And I love that we get people listening from around the world. That's like my favorite part. This is so cool. Oh, I love it. So Perfect. cool. I ran. By the way, uh, before we completely go, I ran into uh, one of our listeners at the game on. 
Wednesday night. Uh, I took a picture. It was him and his daughter, and I forget his name, and I'm horrible with names, so that doesn't surprise. I barely remember Sophie's name, except that like I have it written down over here too. <laughs> um, and so um, when you look at uh, and he was there, and so he was telling me, I'm like, well, how long have you been listening? Because I keep trying to find the person who's like, oh man, I've been listening since 2009, since you guys first started, and wow. he's the closest I've gotten. He said he started listening probably right around 2010. I'm like, we were young when you started listening, and he was like, we were, and I was like, yep, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. So. so he's what you'd call an OG. Is he, that what the kids are calling he, it these I, days? I wouldn't know. I'm not cool enough. You're the cool kid in here. Oh, I, I, I would absolutely. Um, by the way, right. uh, Jose wants to remind everybody uh, it's Jamaica Independence Day festivities in the Lars tailgate um, starting at noon on Sunday. Um, Lars's own Bixby on the ones and twos with the reggae tunes. So you're going to want to be there. Um, as well. So um, love it. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. And I'm so glad everybody's here. I'm so glad that we could share another Thursday night, another transfer deadline day. I'm so that's just I don't know. We normally don't get to line up with that. There we go. Transfer deadline day. All right. Um, <laughs> There's the alarming alarm, everyone. <laughs> the water's coming in. It's time. It's time to defect. It's time. I wanted to do my Sean Connery thing, but do I didn't. It. Let's I, no, hear it I don't want to do it now. No, there's too much pressure on it. It was like yeah, do the, the line from the Untouchables. No, what, no, I want to do uh, my favorite. Uh, Sean Connery was not Sean Connery. It was um, I forget who was doing Sean Connery whenever he was talking to Alex Trebek on Saturday Night Live. You're <laughs> the day, Trebek. You know that was it. That's that's as good as it goes. All right, um, are we good? We're good. All right. We're great. We're, uh, we're fantastic. We're Josh. fantastic. We're we have to do the rest ready. of the show talking like You are Sean one of Connery. the finest podcast hosts that I've ever met. Let wow. me tell you. That almost sounds... Your podcasting is as good as my 007. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I'm getting goosebumps over here. All right, Sophie, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. At Highbury Squad, at Soccer Diva. Give us a follow. Uh, tune in if you like Premier League and all sorts uh, of stuff on um, football. So, yes, that's me. Thanks for having me again. You guys rock. Love you. Love yourself. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And, of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over, cornerofthegalaxy.com, videos, articles, all that fun stuff. Larry has a good recap uh, with Jonathan Bond up there. You're going to want to check that out. Updates on Yovalich as we uh, sign there as well. So a whole bunch of stuff. We'll see everybody out at the game on Sunday. LA Galaxy versus Vancouver Whitecaps, 5 p.m., 5.08 p.m. kickoff time. Spectrum Sportsnet. We'll see you out at the stadium. For Sophie DeCannon, Nicolau, Josh, Pato Guessman, you've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.